your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a great episode for you today. We're going to be recapping the Blues' heroic win over the Colorado Avalanche. 4-1, to one, huge win there, propelling them into a playoff spot. We're going to be getting into their upcoming back-to-back against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and much, much more busy episode today. But before we get started with that, oh, and we got to talk about the, the ESPN panel, or the, the TNT panelists. panel. Yes, the sir. panel. I'm oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. But before we get into that, just want to tell you guys about a brand new uh, show on the Locked On Podcast Network, a brand new feature, I should say. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. You can get insult and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. So subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch a three-day live coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th to May 1st. All right, Tommy, before we get into that TNT panel, I know everyone wants to wants to hear our thoughts, wants to hear your thoughts because you left everyone with that little cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. The, the Blues played a hockey game last night and it went pretty well. Yeah, so 4-1 to victory over the Colorado Avalanche. Two games in a row emerged victorious against, against the Avalanche, uh, who obviously were a very beaten and battered team. A couple guys on the COVID list, a couple guys out hurt. But at the end of the day, the Blues are too. They've been, battle, they've been battling injuries all season long, uh, and their defense looked absolutely de- depleted last night going into the game. But they really stepped up, and I think a lot of the big bodies back there might have had something to do with that. Maybe Craig Berube looks more towards that kind of style going up against the Avalanche in the future and maybe in the playoffs. I don't know. But problem is Vince Dunn sounds like he could potentially possibly be missing more time than a lot of people thought he might. The good thing is Colton Pareko sounds like he's questionable for next game. So And it doesn't sound like his injury was linked to his back. Uh, So that's very good to see from this team. But a lot of good things to see from this team. Um, A full 60 minutes. I think we talked about that earlier on in the season, like how that's been crucial for this team. And there's been a couple of games that it looked like they did play a full 60 minutes. But I can't think of a more complete game, especially in recent memory, but really over the course of this entire season. Uh, than the one that they put together against the Colorado Avalanche because I mean you go up two nothing in the first period and I made that tweet a while ago and like everyone always is like oh second period blues like is when the wheels start to fall off and they even addressed it uh, in the in the post game conferences and said they addressed it at practice like this needs to be a point that we drill home uh, and I really think they did that because they they doubled their goals in the second period and that was enough to emerge victorious and really I think it's just it just comes down to like that quote from Doug Armstrong it's like jamming the knife through the eye, basically like putting pressure on the team even when you're up and comfortable. Playing that full 60 minutes like we talk about in the Blues absolutely did that against the Avalanche last game. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of areas to hit on. I think one thing that really stuck out to me, and I saw a tweet after the game, and I don't remember the exact statistics, and I don't remember where the tweet was from, so I apologize in advance for when I butcher this, but it was something along the lines of emphasizing just how successful the blues are at 5v5 compared to shorthanded um, or not even shorthanded on special teams. And they referenced the Colorado series, I think because they've played eight games against Colorado this year. And I'm pretty sure the total was the blues are outscoring the abs like 16 to five 
at even strength or something like that. But special teams, they're being outscored like 14 to 6. So I think last night was a perfect example of the one time when the Blues sort of not even caved in that game, but the one time where they kind of let up a little bit defensively and allowed a goal was to Nathan McKinnon on the power play. So it was still consistent, but I, I think they were very disciplined last night and they were very rigid when it came to sticking to their game. Uh, and honestly, as much as, as good as the second period was, I think the third period was almost more impressive just because Colorado was trying really, really hard to turn the game into a track meet to force their style in the Blues. And the Blues just, just stood tall and dug their heels in and really just made it impossible for Colorado to get any space. Uh, Jordan Bennington made 31 saves, which was spectacular, but he really didn't face a whole lot of high danger opportunities. And that props to that defense, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in that unit going into the game just because, like you said, Tommy, they were so depleted. Um, and Robert Bortuzzo hasn't looked that good this year, but he honestly looked pretty good last night. And I think he set he his style of play set the tone for what made the defense so successful last night. They were physical. They were strong. They won puck battles. They cleared out the front of the net. It was just a great, great, like you said, great 60 minutes um, and great discipline, I think, was the biggest, biggest um win for the Blues last night. And that's something that I think is so important for this team and something that they've kind of struggled with this season is uh, in in games like against Colorado where you have two very different styles of play from both teams, um, the Blues have the ability, especially with the physicality that they play with, uh, which we saw last game, uh, to enforce their will on their opponents and make them uh, kind of cater towards their style of play instead of trying to like you said in the third period, uh, turn it into a track meet and try to hang with them that way. So I think the Blues did a really good job of that. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko down low on the power on the power play uh, scores the first goal of the game. Huge to get uh, him back on the board. Braden Shen, same thing. Monkey off his back. Nineteen game um, goalless streak. Uh, snapped it. And Robert Thomas too uh, coming in. Obviously had the injuries all season long. Huge expectations. Uh, has been struggled to stay on the ice, but man, he looked absolutely fantastic last game. And I think that was in part due to a large part of the chemistry that he has with Jordan Cairo, obviously playing, uh, world juniors all the way up and like being in the same system as the blues. Uh, I feel like they grew that connection pretty close and I forget where I heard it, but I heard earlier on in the season that Robert Thomas would love to play with Jordan Cairo, and it just never really happened because Robert Thomas was getting hurt or Jordan Cairo uh, was lighting the world on fire and he was on the first line. But now that it's happening, uh, that is something that Blues fans could be excited about uh, for the foreseeable future and five, seven years down the road because that chemistry is not going to go anywhere uh, and these guys are absolute studs. Oh, speaking of things that Blues fans could be excited about, did you see that Andrew Shaw retired? I did see that. I did see that. Which, obviously, commendable career for the guy. But I don't think there's a player in hockey that I hate more. Speaking of retired, Tommy, if you're looking to get your car retired, you got to okay. go to rockauto.com. Okay. Now, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now nearly impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry, when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for 
professionals and do-it-yourselfers, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so you know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, when Tommy and I get back, we're going to be talking about what we think the Blues can do the rest of the season to make the playoffs and hopefully earn themselves another ring. But if you want to get yourself or someone special a ring, well, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on on BlueNile.com to search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for much longer, so check them out now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, Tommy. How do you like those transitions? I liked them. I, I liked them. Put a lot of, put a lot That's of time solid. Very solid, actually. Commendable. Mm. all right so speaking of getting more rings what can the blues do to get another ring this year tommy how do you how do you think moving forward how can we build off of this these two game, games against colorado moving forward facing minnesota i think one of the i think one of the main telling points of last game was that this team is capable like i mean four to one victory is nothing to sneeze at especially when the colorado avalanche were just i mean you can make the argument that the game before that there were some at some points in the game and uh some periods in the game where it felt like the Colorado Avalanche really had a a better hold on it than the Blues did but the Blues just kind of skated their way to a victory anyways i i don't think there was a single point in that game the 4 to 1 victory where i was worried that Colorado was going to come back and i think that's entirely due to the Blues work ethic uh their board play and like i said earlier like making sure that their system was the one that the Avalanche had to adapt to as opposed to the Avalanche enforcing their will on the Blues. So I think that is crucial. But also after the game, I think David Perron was quoted as saying there's a quiet confidence in this room uh, mm-hmm. that that knows that they're capable of playing playoff hockey with the best teams in this league. And I think that, among anything else, is the most dangerous thing that every team in the NHL should be worried about with this St. Louis Blues team is because I mean, we've said it before, like all it takes is getting in that fourth spot, which by the way, uh, I think Dom at The Athletic, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because uh, it, I would just butcher it, but Dom at The Athletic. Dom L. Yeah, Dom L. Ran some, <laughs> ran some numbers and I think the Arizona Coyotes athletic writer tweeted it out. I might have retweeted it. I don't remember. Yep, I know exactly uh, what you're But it about. said that the Blues are 85%, they have an 85% chance of securing that fourth playoff spot so their destiny is in their hands i think we know that as blues fans because we flip flock back back and forth between a lottery team and a playoff team every other game but i think the blues understand that as well so i would look to them to keep the same confidence that quiet confidence that we talked about uh over these next couple of games for the home stretch towards the end of the season 
and keep the same level of intensity up as well. That's funny. I, I before this podcast, I had two 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 post game things I wanted to touch on in the second segment, and those were David Perron's quote about beating any team and the eighty five percent playoff yep. marker. So you took you t- you snatched up both of those, but <laughs> but no, but they're both of those um quote uh, both of those uh tweets are are spot on for the state of the blues at the moment. Um, I, I agree with David Perron that when they're playing their best hockey, that they can play with any team in the NHL in a seven game series. Just that's the reason why I've been so hesitant to, you know, endorse that is because we haven't seen that with a whole lot of consistency. I think I think honestly these past few games have might have been the most consistent blues hockey that we've seen um since the start of the year. So uh, yeah, when when they're playing like they played in that four one victory, they can run with any team. It's just a matter of stringing not just sixty minutes together, but now sixty minutes per game over a seven game series. Um, that's what's going to take to run with a team like Colorado. And uh, yeah, I think last night showed us that they're that they're capable of that. I think it kind of had a bit of a playoff atmosphere for sure. Um, and and the Blues stood tough, and and they and they withstood the the storm from from Colorado, and they came away with a huge victory. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if they can continue that momentum against Minnesota. They've got a back-to-back, so Billy Huso is going to be tested. Um, and I'm pretty sure they got another game like two days after that. So uh, three games in, what, five days, four, four days, something like that. So it's gonna be a gonna be a tough stretch, you know. Minnesota, obviously not one of the not one of the titans at the top of the division, but still a really really good team that's given the Blues some trouble this year. So huge games coming up. I mean, they all are. You know, we're getting what less than ten left at this point. So mm-hmm. and going back to, to going back to the Colorado Avalanche conversation, I know there's a lot of people on Twitter that are absolutely terrified of the Colorado Avalanche and say. There's no point in the Blues making the four spot anyway because if they have to go up against the Avalanche, uh, the Blues have absolutely no shot. And for one, obviously these last two games have given Blues fans a little more hope that they can hang uh, with the Avalanche. But let me just run some numbers here for you real fast. So the Blues finished their series, their season series against the Colorado Avalanche in the last game with a 4-1 to victory. So the entire series was 5-3, to the Avalanche. And out of those five games, three of them were decided by one goal. So I don't think the Blues are as far off, especially with the hockey that they were playing throughout the course of this season, losing to the Avalanche by one goal. Because sometimes it's just matchups, right? Because you talk about Minnesota coming up here. It, it feels like Minnesota has been hot all season long. Kirill Kaprizov has been an absolute nightmare for opposing teams. And the team's just been firing on all cylinders. But at the same time, it feels like every time the Blues play them, they're on completely different levels and it's the blues emerging victorious. So sometimes it's just a matchup with a team uh, that's on paper better than you, but uh, they can't hang with you because of whatever factors may uh, take into consideration. But like I said, five to three series on the season, three of those five that they won were decided by one goal. I don't think these teams are as far as, as far off as the narrative that's being portrayed. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think honestly, Vegas would be the toughest matchup for the blues. hundred um, percent over Colorado and hey good thing is we'll probably if you know if the Blues do win in round one against a Colorado we'll see Vegas in round two so it'll be really fun but uh no there there aren't really many teams I would take over the Blues in a seven game series I'd probably be probably be going probably putting all my money on the Blues against any of the 30 other teams in the NHL but if you want to put all your money on the Blues or any team 
you got to go to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, plus the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when we return, we'll finally be answering yesterday's cliffhanger question, who would we put on our dream team panel for TNT covering NHL games. But don't go anywhere. One quick word from our sponsor, we'll be right back into that. All right, Tommy. The people have been waiting. I've been waiting. I need to know who is your dream analyst or your dream panel, whatever you got. I got to tell you, Josh, I'm going to have to make the people wait a little bit longer because there's one more stat that I wanted to pull out with the Colorado series. And that is in the last two games against the Colorado Avalanche, the Blues have put 50 shots on goal, 13, 13 shots blocked. The game before when the Blues lost 4-2 to two yeah. against yeah, the Avalanche, they had 27 shots on goal and 27 shots blocked. So whatever wow. drill whatever drill they did at that practice uh, is obviously working, and they're making that a point to not get their shots That's blocked crazy. anymore. That Yeah, uh, just an absolute 180 for the team uh, going forward. So hopefully that remains because if you're not getting shots blocked and you're getting guys like David Perron, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, Vladimir Tarasenko, Mike Hoffman, all those guys are getting their shots on net every single time. Uh, This team's going to be lethal. But back to your question of the panelist. There is one one former player in the NHL that would be perfect for this role. And I think that Blues fans would like him because he used to play here. Who do you think it is, Josh? Oh, you threw me off. I thought you actually are. You actually are tricking me. I thought it was the one we talked about nope, before the. It's not. No, you you actually haven't given me a sense. Oh, I got man. a curveball. If you had to, to think, right off the top of your dome, you got oh, one man. former player for the Blues. Retired. Retired. Electric. Oh, man. Dude, I don't know. This is like that Billy on the Street clip where he says, "Name a woman," and the girl can't think of any women. I'm 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 stumped. I'll enlighten you. So there is a former Blues player that uh-huh. has been in the media, has his own radio show has his own podcast, has the resume, has the resume to back it up and the energy to absolutely light the room on fire. And that player is Cam Jansen. There is zero people in the entire world that would be better for a role on TNT, on ESPN, or anyone like that than Cam Jansen. Put him on the panel. I'm telling you right now, it would be, oh my God, the entire NHL would love it. Forget it. Yeah, that's... Forget about that's, it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Man, You had, yeah, you had me. I thought you were... 
I, I uh, yeah, I had you fooled with the Patrick Sharp, although yeah, he can be the, about he can be the eye candy. Good. That dude's a good, mm, he's, cool, that dude's a man cool. rocket, but Cam Jansen, the energy that he brings to every radio show he does, every podcast he does, and even just like, I mean, you can get like a, you can get a former player that has good energy, but he's not going to have like the same resume as Cam does because Cam's already been doing this for like however many years, you know? So you're taking a risk on a wild card and being like, oh, hopefully like he does well. And like, I guess Biz could be like, a potential one oh, there too, baby. but like he's already like doing his thing, so he probably doesn't want to give that up. So, I dude, Cam would love it. I that's true. I, I would be unreal. Yeah. All right. My my answer is it's a little bit of a uh, of a cop out answer, a little bit cheating because he's not retired yet. But I suspect that within the seven year window, he he could be transitioning into the a media role, and it's kind of along the lines of what you're talking about with Biz. Uh, I'm thinking of a very frequent guest. I'm thinking of Keith Yandel. Okay. I think. He's probably, not probably, from all the interviews I've seen, I think he is the funniest former or current NHL player that still, you know, is in the media at all. Maybe like Ilya Brzezgov is a little funnier, but that's not mm-hmm. on purpose. Um, no, I think he is absolutely hilarious, but I also think he's been around the block. He's played like a gajillion games, um, so he knows his stuff. Uh, he's great on the Spit and Chicka podcast. Whenever he's on there, he's got a, he's got a, the personality for it. Um, yeah, I think especially you talk about Cam Jansen, that chemistry would be through the roof. That would be incredible. I'm trying to think of like other people too. Cause like when I was thinking of it, I was like, you really want to get like, cause I mean, obviously I like the analysts Subban. and stuff, that would be a good one too. Or like Ryan Reeves, I think would be fantastic, Reeves but obviously he's probably got a lot of years left Ooh. in the tank. Steve Ott, you throw back to the, the 60 and 60 or whatever it was. Remember the, remember those old videos? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that. Or like uh, Carter Hutton, I think, was pretty good at those too. Yeah. Hutton was good at those, yeah. yeah. When you think about it, there's a lot more players in the NHL that are like uh, like enjoy media, I guess. Than, well, maybe not not more than the players that don't like it because we've seen that in the press conferences. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, it's almost like a rare unicorn if you don't think <laughs> about it. But then when you do think about it, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like There's actually a, a good amount of people you could pick from. So Yeah. But Patrick Sharp, yeah. dude, I, I mean, he's got to be. Come on. Patty Sharp, Look at the guy. Cam Jansen, Keith Yandel. And I get he's like a former Blackhawk, but like when yeah, you he's look a at his like Dallas Star. But when you look at his like breakdowns and stuff too, like he does I mean, he keeps he kn- it pretty he fair. It. He's not yeah. biased and like No, he knows the game really well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, maybe uh Lundquist. That would be unreal. He, Henrik. Oh my god, dude. It might be too much eye candy. Yeah, no kidding. Room. I mean, I guess Cam Jansen and Keith Yandel, no offense, would kind of bring they got it down. Different... No, I don't want to say bring it down. They, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, say. they're sort of, no, no, no. It's sort of a different appeal when you're yeah, looking at yeah, Keith yeah. Yandel. That's more of like the, the old man. The beefcakes. Yeah. Yeah. The beefcakes. Yeah. 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 So you got two of them. Maybe that's a good thing. You got two demographics yeah, of eye candy. That's true. They can cater more towards like the old guys that like the 80 styles of hockey and then the newer guys that are like a little more flashy, a little more sexy. Can appeal to the new fans. That's not a bad idea, Josh. I like it. Glad I caught myself there because I wouldn't. I would never, never talk ill of right. Cam Jansen. I mean, come he on. could, he could crush my head like a walnut in his bicep. So, <laughs> <laughs> like the egg challenge on TikTok, it's just your yeah. face right there. It's <laughs> just my face. He, I think he could. I think he could do that like by accident. Yeah, exactly. Just, whoops! Didn't see you there. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm ready for the game. I'm ready for these back-to-back games. I am too. I'm ready to see Billy Huso again. I feel like it's been forever. It has. It but, has. I'm I mean, Benner's the... also been on fire, yeah. so you can't really. 
Kelly I'm excited to see the, the, the confidence rub off on uh, Billy Huso. It'll be interesting to see um, if they go back to 11 and 7 mm-hmm. or if they go back to the normal lineup just because, I mean, if Craig Berube's like superstitious or whatever, then if you're winning games with 11 and 7, then that's fun. But he did also say after the after the game last time that he didn't like how many minutes Bozy was getting because it's a lot. I think he was at 22. Which I mean, oh, yeah. he was winning a ton of faceoffs. We can talk about that. Just when he's since he's been back from injury, I feel like he's win- been winning an an absurd amount of faceoffs, like Ryan yeah, O'Reilly really, really level. Good. Um, so maybe you do want that guy playing twenty two minutes. I don't know, but I mean, you don't want to ride him too hard, especially with the playoffs coming up. So see what yeah, happens. That's true. That's true. Well, home stretch is ahead of us, and we're going to be covering it all here on the Lockdown Blues podcast. If you want to stay tuned for these huge stretch of games coming up. Make sure you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. That way you never miss a new episode. You can all follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Lockdown Blues. We post about all our new episodes on Twitter as well, so you can follow us there. Uh, also follow me and Tommy on Twitter, Josh Hyman NHL for me, T Welcher 15 for him. Same thing for Locker Room. Hopefully after one of these Minnesota games, Tommy and I can hop on a Locker Room and and to chat with you guys and about how it went. So that'll be fun. Uh, so definitely check that out. But yeah, I think that's all we got. So as always, thanks for listening, and let's go Blues.